0: Hi everyone, it's Susan for SusanWinter.net. Thank you for coming back to my channel. Thank you for subscribing. If you haven't done so, please do so now. That really, really helps me out and it means a lot to me. And today I'm continuing with questions and answers because you guys are so good at this. And this is about, you know, for anybody dating, you're going to be asked what happened in that last relationship. Or when you're dating somebody new, you want to know, why did that marriage end? What happened there? So um, I'm going to read something from Georgina, and I want to give you my answers as to how to do this diplomatically and in a manner in which you are empowered and comfortable on both sides, okay? So Georgina writes, I'd love to get your thoughts on the best way to ask someone why his or her marriage or long-term relationship ended without sounding intrusive. It seems each time I date a divorced guy, I question whether I'm coming across true run-for-your-life red flags in his character or if he's just triggered and I need to be more patient, understanding, and direct in my communication. That's a great question, Georgina. Thank you for this. Okay, so anybody who's gone through a breakup and then you're ready to date again, you know there's that uncomfortable thing where you're kind of going over in your head, okay, like oh, how am I going to talk about this? What am I going to say? Okay, I don't want to go too far into it. I really didn't like they did this and that. You know, what would be plausible where I, I sound like I'm giving enough information that they have something to grab onto and it doesn't sound like a throwaway pat answer and I'm avoiding it. So I think we all go through this in our minds, especially if you've ended a marriage, like How do you talk about that? How do you do it in one sentence? And then again, how you feel about this depends upon the day. Depends on how comfortable you are with the person to whom you're speaking. You know, with some people you meet on a blind date or online or you don't know them that well, somebody you might feel more formal and more guarded around just because of their disposition, and others you're gonna feel much more comfortable and fluid. So, you know, it's on both sides. Um, Think carefully about what you want to say in the initial time period of meeting somebody new. I suggest you give them enough of a concrete answer so that they feel they've heard something. And I would search for the most diplomatic version of what it is. Because if you two continue to really like each other and you really get on well, if you're talking about an ex-spouse, and the two of you stay together, they're going to have that ex-spouse as a part of their life in some way or another, and they're going to find out all the details anyway. But in the initial stage, talk about some of the issues that couldn't be resolved, and and maybe even more so how you felt in that relationship, that you didn't feel honored, you didn't feel appreciated, that you two were on a different wavelength, you know, things that people can grab onto. So Georgina, if you hear any of those kinds of comments, that's, that's normal. And if you're trying to decide, how do I know what they're telling me and what's a red flag? Um, You know, very few people are going to reveal a red flag in that commentary. They know better than that. (laughs) What are they going to say? Oh, I hit her. Oh, I don't know. I used to get drunk and yell at her, and so I don't know why she left. I mean, they're not going to say that. So I think what you're actually looking for is... How can I find a partner who can articulate what went wrong with a semblance of enough truthful information that I feel satisfied that they're within the realm of normal? And again, if red flags, if all red flags were that easy to notice, none of us would ever go down the path and date certain people that we do. But remember, people come out of their bag three, four, six months later. The person we're first meeting is a well-crafted version of themselves. So you may never be able to know exactly. But if you hear something that sounds fairly normal and the rest of the vibration that your internal accountant is racking up is pretty cool, proceed. You'll find out we can't save ourselves from red flags unless they are so glaring. And it might not even be around this conversation. It could be around whether the waiter got the drink quickly enough, whether the food was delivered on time, something they said about somebody else where their bitterness or their anger or their impatience came out. So rather than pinning all of your red flag stuff on that question, ask the question, but observe all the rest of it. And another thing to think about, you know, I used to ask every guy that was coming into my life what happened in the last situation just because I kind of wanted to hear where they were coming from, how they felt about it. And I, I remembered thinking after doing that for a while, you know what? They were involved with other people that are not me. They're not me. So that input... Is different than my input and what we create together will be a different story and that I think changes everything if you are asking somebody what happens then they tell you I don't know the relationships just don't last very long after about three or four months they just seem to die down now you're hearing a pattern yes that you might want to look at there's something going on in the way this partner is communicating or their behavior or something That's a pattern. So we want to avoid patterns. Uh, If every single partner they talk about had some kind of key thing, like all the women I dated were abusive, it's going to be very hard for you to walk into this person's life and not be cast in that role as well. Because sometimes people have an overarching story, a narrative to their own life. And you can walk on that stage romantically and have all good intention. You're the good leading lady or the good leading man. And if they've got a history of having to do that and having to see it because they're invested in that perspective for whatever payoff they get unconsciously, you're going to be an abuser too. You'll just be the abuser they're talking about in their next coffee or drink meeting. So thank you for this. Um, It is a very good question. Again, Georgina, go ahead and ask. Don't be afraid. Um, And look more for patterns and look more for the things that are going on when you meet this person that have nothing to do with that question. I hope that helps you. Susan Winter for SusanWinter.net. I keep forgetting to tell you guys to, to tune into the Susan Winter Show on iTunes. All of this stuff is on iTunes. You can listen if you can't watch. Thank you for continuing to write me. Thank you, thank you, those of you who are contacting me on Magnify. Okay, you know how much I love this system, all right? The on-demand app, the free on-demand app from iTunes, um, well, from iPhone, you can get it in your app store. And also, thank you so much, those of you who are coming to my page for the consultations, that's great. And I am going to start doing live, interactive calls through Magnify, where I answer your question here on camera, okay? So look forward to that. That's coming up soon. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye now.